All right, Julia, so we're sitting here in our super fancy recording studio. Oh yes, it's great. <laughs> if you caught our last episode, we told you we are actually sitting in my car in a parking lot um, next to a whole bunch of businesses and a carousel and in gray, rainy weather, and we are clipping out some fun podcasts for you. It's sure making this gray day a lot brighter. <laughs> it is, I'll tell you what. I need the sunshine, so doing this together is a little bit of sunshine. So Jen, in the last episode, you alluded to this journey of getting a glimpse of God's heart and character through the process of adoption. And for those of you who don't know, Jen and her husband, Matt, recently brought home their 14-year-old son from Costa Rica around Christmas. I believe Mm -hmm. it was like right after Mm -hmm. Christmas. 10 days before. Oh, 10 days before. Okay. Best Christmas present ever. Um, But the transition, as you can imagine, has not always been an easy one. Um, but just as we talked about the colander last week, I have witnessed, um, this process refining them as a family. Um, so I thought today we could unpack some of that together. Absolutely. Um, do you have any additional background info you want to share? We're we're planning to actually do a, another episode all about, um, their story and how God worked through that. But, um, just to give our listeners a little background, did you yeah, have anything to add? For sure. So I, we will do a whole episode on that cause there's so much how the Lord orchestrated that it's just undeniably him. But, um, my husband and I have six kids and five of them are bios. And so adding James made number six. And so we definitely... Um, have learned a lot through this process. And three teenage boys now? Three teenage boys. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that's a journey in itself. It is. (laughs) So you lived down in Costa Rica for a month um, before bringing him home. Mm -hmm. How was your relationship with him during that time or maybe even um, the first time you met him? Um, How was that part of this? So the first time we met him actually like saw him and talked to him was via a Zoom call that we got to do in America. So we had actually talked to him before, but you know, so much different than when you meet someone face to face and really just experience that. And so, you know, meeting day, we all were very excited, but yet nervous. How's he going to feel? I kept looking, especially at my older two bio boys, imagining how their heart would feel going Mm -hmm. through this at this age, you know, all of a sudden becoming family with someone that you've never met. And that's just a lot to process for anyone but especially a teenage boy. And so meeting day was, was really good. He was so nervous. Yeah. I could feel him shaking when I hugged him and you know, he called us mom and dad from the very first moment, which was really a blessing because you know, we never would make him call us Mm -hmm. that, but we wanted that special relationship. And, um, so the month in Costa Rica was, was really interesting. We laugh about it still quite a lot. (laughs) We had some crazy experiences that we'll share more as we talk about that. But it was really good. The first couple of days we, um, would take him places and he went back to his shelter where he lived. And then on Thanksgiving day, we got custody of him. The adoption wasn't done, but we got custody where he could come live with us. And you know, that's just so different when you bring someone to live in your home that isn't used to that. And so you learn a lot about hospitality and making someone feel comfortable and you know the language barrier we are not fluent in spanish we can communicate a little bit but we're not fluent and so it was just such a difference for our whole family but it was so good for us to realize this is how we feel here you know it's not our culture it's not our language it's not our country this is how he's going to feel for the rest Mm, of his life so good you know really puts a 
a difference in your heart to understand of the challenges of acclimating. And so honestly, really the in-country stay for him went really, really smoothly. Um, we had maybe just minor times where he would be a little bit challenging and learn how to adapt to having brothers and a sister Mm -hmm. and having a mom and a dad. But our in-country stay was, was really just ordained by the Lord. He, you know, allowed us to get out so much faster than what we thought we would be, allowed us home for Christmas that he could experience that with us. And we still call that the no me gusta Christmas. (laughs) Every every Christmas present we gave him, we'd say no me gusta, which means I don't like it. Oh dear. And so we said, we'll probably call it the no me gusta Christmas for the rest of our lives. But, um, we were so thankful for that time to experience his life and his country and his culture. So we can at least have a small picture to be able to relate with him. Absolutely. And that, as you were saying that, it kind of reminded me of us, you know, we're talking about how this all relates to God's heart for us and how often do we get gifts from God that are good Mm. gifts and we say, Mm. no me gusta. Oh, oh. talk about convicting. That's exactly what Matt and I talked about. Like what, how ungrateful we are and unthankful we are. And God's like, I gave you this. And I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I saw that because my heart was like, but I got this for you and I wanted you to mm-hmm. like it and I wanted you to reciprocate. And that's something we've really learned about. And how many times have I done that to my heavenly father? Yeah. Wow. So maybe if you don't mind sharing some of the, um, other difficult experiences and just, you know, with the transition and everything, how, um, those hard times have given you a clearer um, picture of God's heart Absolutely. and character. I know you've, you've mentioned that many times. And Absolutely. So. Oh yeah. I think my number one thing I've taken away from this is God doesn't just tolerate me. He loves me mm. even when I'm unlovable and I am incredibly unlovable at times. And so I've, I've learned that so much with, with James. He has taught me a lot about loving without requiring reciprocation Um, That's one thing we're really helping him to understand how to process feelings, you know, how to process disappointment, how to process frustration or grief. So much of what the acting out comes from grief. You know, here's, Mm -hmm. you know, we look at it being um, typical Americans as, well, here's this boy that never had anything. He should be so thankful that he has a family. And that's a very normal response. Mm -hmm. But what he did have, he just lost. And he lost his country, he lost his comfort, he lost all he knew, and they don't know how to process that. And and even me for myself, I really had a struggle, Um, and same thing for Matt, with understanding this is coming out as disrespect, and it definitely came out as disrespect, but it's a secondary offense to a bigger feeling, and that feeling is grief. You know, not only has he lost everything he had there, but he's had 14 years to imagine what his family will finally be like when he gets one. And I mean, you and I both know what daydream is like, right? Oh, I've got daydreams out the wazoo, you know? And just like we talked in the colander life on how we feel when we have a wound, you know, that didn't go the way we Mm -hmm. planned. Well, I can guarantee you his family and his dream did not go exactly the way he had planned. And so handling that grief you know, it came across as disrespect. And many times we would go hours of him not speaking to us or, you know, locking himself in his room or (laughs) we've had lots of interesting times we learned from that. But understanding that it's, it's a secondary response to 
something else that they just don't know how to handle. And that's so good even for, you know, your biological children mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. It is. And, you know, no two children are the same. And so learning how to parent him is, is different because we're learning it at 14 instead of, you know, learning it at like, you know, mm-hmm. two year old, like yeah. Guyver right now I'm learning how to parent Guyver. And, but I've, I've seen him from the day he was born. Whereas I'm still learning so much about James and what, what makes him happy and what, what makes him sad and what triggers different responses. And there's things we'll never know, you know, but, but I take heart knowing that my heavenly father knows me. Mm. He knows everything about me, yes. the things people, you know, that don't know. And, um, there's a song actually right now that's been so influential to me. It's, I think it's called God only knows. And it, and it's true. Only God knows what you've gone through. And it really makes you think, who about is that, that by? I need oh, to look that up. I need to look it okay. up too. I'll try to remember. Maybe we can post it on the Instagram page because okay, I actually heard him do a small interview where he talked about, you know, like someone, you know, is having a bad day. We don't know what they've been through. And same thing with James, you know, when he responds in a way that maybe wouldn't be my preferred response, I don't know what he's been through. You know, I, I don't know any of that. And you know, yes, you have to have discipline and yes, you have to have structure. And those are things that we've just learned. Um, but what we've really learned is loving without reciprocation, without expecting reciprocation. And that is hard. It's really hard, but that's how the Lord loves me Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because there are so many times I do not reciprocate. (laughs) And now I've really, um, looked at myself so much different and you you almost, you're like, wow, I, I am so sorry, Lord, for when you loved me and I didn't reciprocate. Wow. Such a good reminder. (laughs) It is. It's really, really changed my parenting. I'm by all means, I've got lots of change yet still to do, but, um, change my parenting and, and change my appreciation for what true love is. Wow. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. So I know you've also had some victories oh, with huge. James. Um, maybe you could, <laughs> we could sort of wrap up here just by sharing some of the positives, you know, maybe it was times that he was integrating well with your family, um, being obedient, having those little bonding moments. Sure. Would you share some of that oh, with I us? Absolutely. Well, because those are so important and you have to cling to those. I'm you sure. do. You do. So, um, when he first came, one of the things that my bio kids really struggled with understanding was he was very, um, particular on what he wanted to wear clothing wise. And, you know, they're like, why is he acting this way? He's never had a lot of clothes. And now all of a sudden he doesn't want to want you wear what we've given him. And he only wanted to wear Adidas. That was it. In fact, he, he chose his name off of a soccer player. He likes who wears Adidas, you know? And so, um, we had been home a, a few weeks and, you know, really I look at it and I realize now looking back when we came home from Costa Rica, probably by day 20 of being in Costa Rica, I was done. I, I was ready to come home. Mm-hmm. I missed my country. I missed my home. That's about the same time frame being home oh. to when he started really acting out. That's so interesting. It yeah. is. And I never really put that together and understood he's done. He misses mm-hmm. his home. He's grieving now. He's grieving what he's lost. And so we, we had several um, difficult situations with clothing and wanting to wear the same outfit for six days in a row. And I'm telling you, Julia, you don't have 14 year old boys yet, but when you do six days in a row, the same outfit is not good. I can only imagine. (laughs) It's not good for anyone. And, you know, trying to teach him where that it's, we're not going to keep your clothes. We just want to wash them. We just want to give them back to you. And, 
um, not wanting to go to church because it's in English and he doesn't understand it. And oh my word, how the Lord provided there. Um, and so how did oh the Lord gracious. provide? So <laughs> do tell it, you know, the first, um, couple times at church were, were hard, mm-hmm. really hard. We had one absolutely terrible Sunday where we all went in crying, Aww. um, where we had to make him go to church. And, you know, we've always told him there are some things that, that, um, we can let you choose on, but when our whole family goes to church, you, ha- you have to go with us, you know, we're a family. And so about four weeks later, Matt and I were talking like, oh my goodness, he's, he's walking into church and he's he's being compliant and you know and he knows the lord he does but i went to church down there and it's hard when it's in a different language you know well a couple weeks ago we're sitting in church and this really sweet girl turns around and starts talking to james in spanish oh and his whole countenance changed i mean i could just see his whole face well lo and behold she's good friends of a couple that we're going to interview on here later on that has been absolutely the best teamwork for us in this adoption we adore them they are like family to us well she's good friends with them and she says to me um our our pastor gives out fabulous notes i use them all the time you probably see me use them when i when i speak and hustle and they're all in english obviously and she says hey would you like me to translate these for you so every sunday when i get here i'll bring you spanish notes for him to use Wow. I mean, what a blessing. Lord, thank you. You know, so now every Sunday she brings him notes that he has in Spanish that he can read and he's doing much better with his English, but to have that in his, in his yes. language, huge praise. And I told Matt that day, I said, man, in January we were having Sundays like, you know, World War Three hadn't gone off and now we're walking in, we're happy, we're wearing jeans. Oh, I mean, yes. he wouldn't wear jeans <laughs> yes. ever. And now he's, and I don't care what he wears, but I, I want him to want to look nice. You know, I want to take care of himself and he's doing his hair and he let me cut his hair and all And he let these... Matt cut his toenails. Oh, that was did. the cutest thing ever. It was cute and a bit disgusting. Uh, <laughs> but, um, and he, you know, we were making so much progress on things that just needed trust. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I'm learning is if I would just trust the Lord, Mm -hmm. he is there for me. He wants the best for me, just like I want the best for James, but he's got to trust me. And that only comes from me constantly loving him without requiring or expecting reciprocation. You know, Jen, that really reminds me of a quote we heard um, at church, I think it was this past Sunday, how, you know, when the women went to the tomb and they saw that the stone was rolled away, um, just like God rolled the stone away um, back then, he can roll the stone away for us too. That's so true. And this, just as you were talking, that just really... Watching him do it. Yeah, reminded me a lot of that. And I'm so excited to... Um, record the podcast of actually as we walk through the whole journey and how the Lord worked in bringing him into your family um, and making him your son. Absolutely, me too.